This is Discussions Around a Table, episode number 006. Today I sit down with Margie, also known as Happier Fit Medic, and we discuss her online fitness coaching. Enjoy the episode. All right, we're here discussing around a table. I'm here today with Margie. She's a online health and fitness coach. Margie, want to tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started in this? Um, yeah, about maybe seven years ago, I walked into a gym for the first time in my life during a fitness challenge, weight loss contest thing, and started working out and thought it was fun, and but I didn't really know what I was doing. And fast forward four years or so and I found an online community that was a lot more helpful and decided to join that so and then maybe three months in I got an opportunity to be a coach and I thought it would be fun to help other people learn you know what they should and shouldn't be doing and I think there's so much information out there that it's hard to like get through it all and figure out what's right and what's not so or what's going to work for people yeah. So if we start, I guess, at the beginning of your journey, then so you went into like a global gym type of thing, like a YMCA or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I yeah I went into the into the local. It's a YMCA now, but it was Sark at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so it was so silly because at the time I was pretty unhealthy. I was thirty three years old, and I've never I'd never worked out a day in my life. I'd always been you know fairly pudgy kid and adult and um working out just wasn't my thing I had chronic asthma and so I was never encouraged to exercise and um but I I'm pretty competitive and I was with the fire service um at the time and it was a fire department weight loss challenge when those biggest loser contests were really um popular and so I was pretty competitive and so I wanted to win and so I just was like well I'm just gonna (laughs) I don't know if this sounds great, but like, I was like, I'll just smoke and starve myself to death and it'll be fine. I'll, I'll like, I'll win. And my boyfriend at the time was like, that's ridiculous. Like you just need to go work out and eat better. And I was like, I was like, oh, well, I never thought of that really, but like, okay, I'll try it. And he was a big gym, gym junkie. And, um, and so I went in and started just doing stuff, you know, got on, got on an elliptical and I was just killing myself for like two hours a day. And then I would like really limit my calorie intake. Um, I counted every calorie in and every calorie out and I was pretty obsessed with it. And I ended up winning this contest after three months and I'd lost 21 pounds and I was just like as fit as I'd ever been in my life. And so I was really excited about it. And I kept that up for a couple of years, probably two two and a half years. Um, and then I met my now husband and, um, he is not much of a gym junkie. Uh, and I kind of became sedentary and comfortable in this great new relationship and, and then, um, put on 10, 15, 20, and then we got married and, you know, I had, um, Somewhere in there, in the beginning of our relationship, I had um, suffered a adrenal burnout from my job and um, being in medic school and stuff like that. 
So I put on another 30 pounds. And so it just kind of kept on going. And when I tried to go back to the gym, I just really, really could never, never figure it out again or wasn't willing to go to the extremes, I guess, that I had gone to before. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so, I mean, if you're comfortable saying what, like, what, about what was the weight that you started at at the very beginning? When you started your fitness challenge. Do you remember how much you weighed? Um, I weighed, I think, well, let's see. I lost 21 pounds, so I weigh, I ended weighing 135, so I was at about 156, 160-ish. Yeah. And you're what, like five? I'm five four. foot three. Yeah, so you're, you know, 160 at five three, you know, is, you know, in the BMI scale and that kind of stuff, which is all hokey mm -hmm. and whatnot, but, you know, that is, you know, not great shape, and so losing 20 pounds is good, and, right. you know, doing it definitely healthier than you know smoking and starving yourself which unfortunately is in those fitness challenges is a lot of ways that people do it i mean i've known people who've done like weight watchers that kind of stuff like oh i have a mm -hmm. weigh in today so i'm not going to eat so i can mm -hmm. get that extra pound or whatever mm -hmm. it is on the scale and it's you know it's not just cheating but you're not going to get any results out of that either i mean I'm, yeah i'm a lay gym user i'm not a gym rap but I, that's what i do when i work out but i know that it's you know, a pound, saving a pound today is not really doing anything. I mean, that's yeah. water weight or that's, you know, if you starve yourself or whatnot, which I'm, I know we're going to get a lot more because I know the program you're doing right now is very nutrition based and mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot of results from that. But, um, yeah. so you went from 160 ish to 130 ish mm -hmm. and then met your current husband and then it sounds like went probably back up to around that same I'm um, actually above. Yeah. So I was up in, I was up in the one, um, right, right at 180, 178, 180. Yeah. Um, you're definitely growing taller. So you're still yeah, five, three and <laughs> you know, 180. Um, yeah. and then, so we've known each other for about 13 years cause we used to work mm -hmm. together and, um, I remember you were used to be a, a big smoker too and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And so yeah. did you find that getting healthier encourage you to stop smoking or did you stop smoking because it could help you when you were getting, I mean, does that make sense? Like, Oh yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely felt like, uh, getting healthier encouraged me to stop smoking. So I was probably a year into, um, this most recent, um, endeavor before I actually decided that that's that. And I just need to stop this. Everything else in my life was healthy and this mm -hmm. is just silly like for me to continue this. And at that point I had been a, um, a regular pack a day smoker for 20 years of my life. So. And then did you find that it was, you know, I've never been a smoker, but I know the, you know, most smokers they'll go through like, Oh, I've quit before. And then I've always get back on it. And so did mm -hmm. you have those same experiences where you've tried to quit before and then it'd be good for a while and then you go back on it again? Yeah, definitely. I definitely had on a number of occasions had quit for a year, two years, um, here and there. But, uh, I think at this point I, um, I had realized that, or I'd figured out different stress like relievers. So, mm -hmm. so whenever in those past times, when I'd go back to it, it would always be in these really like high stress, um, moments in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my first marriage, um, ending was, you know, one of those times where I'd quit smoking and I went back and, you know, going through medic school, that was one of those, you know, I had quit for a year and a half and getting that new, new job as a new medic was overwhelming. And so mm -hmm. it was, that ended up right back to that. And so it's like always those high stress times when you go back, no matter how long you've been quit for, but finding different outlets for that stress now, mm -hmm. because I've definitely still had the moments in the last couple of years since I've quit. And, um, and it's just finding a different outlet. 
you can't get rid of those moments. You just have yeah. to find a different way. Yep, different tools to how mm-hmm. to deal with the, the stress and whatnot. So, but with that, do you find that it's was it easier to quit this time because you were in a healthier spot physically, or did you have the same struggles as all the other times? Oh no, it's definitely I mean, easier because the physical addiction. I mean, it's yeah, no, it was hundred percent easier. I literally sat it down and never like never thought about it. Like that was that. That's good. So, I mean, that's got a lot of people can, can sometimes struggle. Like, you know, they'll do the patches or the gums. Mm-hmm. And like, I know some people that, you know, they haven't um, smoked or chewed in years, but they're still uh, everyday nicotine gum chewer or that kind of stuff. And so it's like, they're still addicted to the nicotine, but they're mm-hmm. not necessarily doing the physical activity of the smoke or the chew or whatever. And Right. Um, and I know that like, I guess there's some things that I've read recently. You know, one of the podcasts I listen to is with uh, Dak Shepard, and he actually is a big proponent of nicotine gum. He says that nicotine itself isn't bad for you Mm -hmm. but the all the other stuff that's in tobacco products is what's bad for you right he's he does it for you know and i would i would that kind of stuff but i would agree i would agree with that to an extent but on the medical side i mean nicotine does increase your heart rate and your blood pressure at some point and so those can they can have detrimental effects but i have definitely used nicotine gum so that's i you know it's the chemicals that are in cigarettes for sure, or, you know, even chewing tobacco is mm-hmm. like it a thousand times worse, yeah. but yeah. And you know. I'm sure there hasn't been too many studies, but you know, you don't hear people getting cancer from nicotine gum. No. Kind of stuff where, you know, <laughs> no. you're really just, yeah. you know, and there's not even like, there's not even, you know, studies that say that, that, that it hurts your, your heart or your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those. If you, you have, know. it's just like, um, like sodium's not bad for you unless you have a heart condition, then it is right. bad for you. Like it doesn't cause high blood pressure, but if you have high blood pressure, it's yeah. bad for you. So I think yeah. it's kind of that same re- correlation or whatever. So exactly. So getting healthier. So you did the gym thing. And now you said you did the, you're doing the online thing and, you know, a lot of people, they can go to your, you know, your Instagram, your Facebook, they can see you, look you up as happier, happier fit medic yep. and, you know, they can watch you work out. They can see the stuff that you do. And, um, you know, I've followed you because we've known each other for, you know, 13 years, you know, I followed your fitness journey of your, you know, senior early on, you know, videos and, um, you know, for lack of, you know, better term, you know, your body composition at the time to mm-hmm. then where you've progressed to now where, you know, you were you know, very fit and, you know, obviously you're in your forties now, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, still haven't gotten any taller, but no. <laughs> you're, um, I'm trying, you know, <laughs> you know, you're definitely, you know, not that you're, you know, in my mind, wherever unattractive, you know, you're definitely much more, you know, physically fit now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it seems to work well, you know, with you and, you know, your personality and that kind of stuff is that, um, I would also want to say that you were ever like unhappy, but I can see that, you know, you're definitely a lot more, uh, when I, do see you now because you know, we work similar jobs we run into each other at the hospital and that kind of stuff that you do seem to be like less stressed and less again black kind of wound up and that kind of stuff as mm-hmm. you know before because you know the job that we did have together was stressful and you were smoking and not getting sleep and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so you're just compounding all those stressors on top of each other and yeah um, finding those healthier spots would you say that with your f- fitness and so you don't have the smoke anymore but is that is that now your new big stress reliever is that, or have you found other ways on top of that? I think that, I think that the fitness is the one that I use as kind of like an all the time crutch because it's, and I'll, I'll explain why I use it, that word, but like, um, it's the, it's my go-to easy one, Mm -hmm. the fitness part, because, uh, you know, anything comes up and I can just, just go run. I can work out in my workout room. I can, you know, really like push harder and just kind of scream it out type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and that's that's my easy go-to but I say it's like a crutch because I've had to recently well recently and not recently but learn other other ways to manage that stress because I've had injuries mm-hmm. and you know more I've had a couple different work-related injuries mm-hmm. and um so I've really had to find that's like the biggest thing is you um, you immediately when you're using that that fitness I think as your stress reliever the second you can't yeah it's very like traumatizing and you don't know what to do so I think at that point I learned different ways but yeah no fitness is is typically where I go to yeah no and that's you know for me like my two ways is usually I can if I come home and I do my decompression of anybody who's ever read um some of the books are out there about law enforcement and first responders and their way of um decompression there's one real book that they push for us in academy it's called emotional survival I forget who writes it but they talk about the magic chair and that kind of stuff where essentially where you a lot of people first responders in general come home and then they sit in their magic clay, the recliner or whatever, and they just completely zone out for a while. And that's how a lot of people decompress. And there's other ones who do the fitness thing or they go out and do yard work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, you know, it was always usually like, you know, I've come home, when I'm on graveyard, I go home and I just jump in bed. I try to hide from the sun. But when I was on day shift, it was, you know, coming home, sitting on the couch and just watching nonsense for like an hour where I didn't have to think about anything. Because, I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, as you know, um, obviously you're on the fire side, I'm on the police side. But, you know, when you're on when you're on a call it's you're making all the decisions decision 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 and then you get home you're like i don't want to make that next decision it could be easy and i could mm-hmm. know the answer but i don't want to make that choice oh yeah and so that was it but then for me finding a gym routine that i was enjoying is what really kind of helped that that next spot and i felt i've always been able to manage stress pretty well like i'm one that um i might internalize a lot more i don't necessarily emote a lot of things but <laughs> it's you know, I could go to the gym and for me, I can go to the gym and just completely zone out and mm-hmm. then listen to music. And I couldn't even tell you like the second song I just heard. I mean, it's just, that's completely in my world. Do you have that same thing when you're there or do you find that you're in your own head, but you're still working out? Um, I definitely, well, one, I don't listen to music when I work out. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do that. I know it's, it's really strange when I go for runs. I definitely listen to music. Um, when I work out at home, I'm just not, I'm paying attention to like the workout for sure. Mm-hmm. I definitely zone into that and just kind of like focus on pushing harder and more or whatever, or like running, like I definitely zone out there. Like mm-hmm. that's one that I'm just like the music gets on and I just go and then I can truly leave literally everything behind. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are you able to, <clears throat> so then if you're, um, so you've gone from the global gym, now you're doing the home workouts and, mm-hmm. um, are you, do you find that you're now focused so much on the home workout that you are able to kind of, you know, let that, whatever was stressing you out, go for that half hour, 45 minutes, hour you're working out? Or are you still, are you using that, some of that as motivation, I guess, to, I think know, I definitely it. use it as drive most of the time. Like, I don't feel like I can like go in and just forget everything. I mm-hmm. feel like I go in and like somebody would beat a pillow. I like yeah. beat push-ups. Like, you know, nope. somebody somebody would scream at the top of their lungs and I do high knees faster or harder or, you know, till I literally like can't breathe. And then I'm and then I like stop and it's just kind of like I I mean, you get endorphins and that's yeah. I think where it just kind of like lets everything go. Mm-hmm. And then so so really getting through it, I use it. And then walking out, it's just gone. 
Yeah. It's just like the second I walk out that door, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Now I can move on. Nope. That's good. And for me, I'm the opposite. In the gym, I can totally do that. When I'm running, I loathe running so much. <laughs> and music, nothing, nothing can make running better. And I've mm-hmm. tried everything that you can try to make running better. I've done outside on a track, outside on a trail, road. Yeah. You know, on a treadmill, gym, watch something, listen to something. Nothing. <laughs> can make it better for me and so whatever it was that makes me want to run all i'm thinking in my head is how many more laps i have to do or how much farther i have to go so Mm -hmm. it's so much focused on when is this over and then also whatever i'm thinking of so if i have a stressor or whatever that's all i'm thinking about the entire time and so for me i don't find running to be therapeutic yeah i find it to be a necessary evil of trying to keep my cardio up right but gyms for me you know it's you know, I do the more traditional is pick up heavy things and put them back down again. And mm-hmm. it's for that, I'm able to focus on what I'm doing. Cause I, tr- I try really big. I know that you are too for I mean, a lot of the videos of having really good form. Cause I don't mm-hmm. want to get hurt. Cause you know, in our jobs, having a bad back, having bad knees, bad shoulders is injuries that are just going to come to the job anyways. Yeah. So exacerbating that in the gym is not going to make it any better. Well, and, and so not to mention, if you don't have, you know, if, even beyond injuries, if if you have poor form, I mean, you're not getting anything out of it. You're 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 wasting your energy. Like yeah. you're literally pointlessly moving. Because yeah. <laughs> not only going to injure yourself, but you're not making any progress because you're working some weird muscle that doesn't yep. in a weird way. Yep. So that's everybody. You know, a lot, well, not everybody, but a lot of people that I talk to are like, you know, well, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt myself, you know, and like, there's more to worry about, like more than more like you're wasting your time. How about that? (laughs) I don't Uh, like to waste my time. (laughs) Yeah, We we were talking earlier, you know, you're not a a big YouTuber, but there's a person I go to for like a, you know, if I'm looking for a different workout, um, his name's Jim Cavalier or James and he does Athlean X and he's Mm -hmm. really big on YouTube for different things, but he really does break that down that, you know, here's the workout that you think that you're doing. But here's the workout that you actually should be doing because if you're doing it, you know, and he's really big on form, you know, he shows mm-hmm. like little variations and he's got, you know, a degree in, you know, um, exercise physiology and, you know, I think he's a um, physical therapist and all that kind of stuff. So he has the clout to back it up. He's not just, you know, some big gym rat that, oh, this is how I got these huge guns and, you mm-hmm. know, that aren't functional. I mean, he's, he trains athletes and celebrities and all that kind of stuff for different roles. And um, he's actually worked a lot with a lot of the, um, professional wrestlers and that kind of stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. people, you know, can say that they're, you know, fake what they do, but they're legit athletes and what they do and they have to, you know, do certain things and have certain strengths. Oh, right. And so it's, he's big on that and he's all about form. And, you know, it's helped me for like stuff. So like, oh, that's why I've never gotten stronger mm-hmm. in this workout or my arms have never gotten bigger. I mean, I'm the one that's never going to be huge, but right. I noticed a big difference when I would look at his videos and goes, oh, that's how I'm supposed to be doing a lat pull down. I've never done it that way. Right. He really focuses on, I know that you talk about a lot in your videos too, is focusing on that muscle that you're doing. It's not just, I'm going to, you know, do a leg lift or whatever. I'm going to focus that this muscle is engaging when right. I'm doing that lift so that I'm actually working that out. It's right. not, you know, instead of working out, you know, essentially more of your ligaments, you're yeah. work, actually engaging that muscle and getting yeah. the result that you want. And that's the, that that's what I help to coach a lot of people through um, most of the time is that, you know, they, they're not, they're, they have to fill it in the right place, first of all. And for a lot of people, uh, and a lot of my, um, my 
uh, customers as like, it's like they, they're doing it and they're getting sore, but they're saying, you know, oh, well, I, you said I should feel it here, but I don't. And, but they, they have, it's been so long since they've worked out or maybe they've perhaps never worked out in their life. And so they, they don't, they do think, oh, it's my legs. So I feel it in my legs. Sure. Mm -hmm. But when I mention, you know, well, this is particularly in your quads, you should really feel it. And they would say, you know, well, I don't feel it there, but I feel on the back. And so my first like thing is that, you know, when you're doing whatever it is you're doing and you want to engage the muscle, but you can't, when I started, I guess I don't, I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. Engage your core. That was always, that, that just threw me off. I was like, Okay, so you'd bear down, right? Like mm -hmm. everybody's first indication is to bear down and engage your core when mm -hmm. that is really not even close to what you're going to do to engage your core. And the biggest like advice I always give people is if you're trying to engage a muscle, but you can't mentally do it because you don't know how to do that, then just touch it. Like touch it while you're doing whatever move. So you start to make a mind-muscle connection. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you make that mind-muscle connection, things get so much easier. And you start to, you know, I can't count how many times I've worked out in like a lunge with my, one hand on my butt, <laughs> you know, trying to get that glute um, to fire as opposed to just thinking about it, you know, or engaging my core is like, <laughs> what? what is that even? <laughs> no, and I know that on a, you know, an earlier podcast, I had an exercise physiologist who she was more in the cardiac rehab side of it. But, you know, we talked about the kind of the same thing of human beings and human bodies are inherently lazy, that your body's going to find the easier way mm -hmm. to do it. I mean, yep. if you ever want to know, you know, when you're, when you're hurt, why does my other leg now hurt? Because your body's cheating itself to do that. And so if you aren't having that mind, you know, muscle connection, that kind of stuff, and you're like, oh, I'm not getting sorely yet because other muscles that it's easier for your body to do are yeah. engaging. So you're, you know, my shoulders are stronger than my chest. So when I'm doing push-ups, more of my shoulders working because it's easier for my body to do it because your mm -hmm. body's going to do whatever that is. So it makes sense right. to make sure that you're engaging that right one, doing the right one. And, you know, big forms a big part of that because, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately there's a lot of, gimmicky things out there and unfortunately you know i just advertise youtube but people go on youtube and find ways that's like oh this guy's huge so he must know what he's talking about but then right. you watch it and it's wrong or there's a lot of old school kind of mentalities you know i'm going to do a um again a lap pull down but i'm going to pull behind my neck because that's how everybody's always done that and then yeah right. and all those people now also have neck problems or whatever right. but it's how my dad taught me or how whatever that yeah some people have a lot of that old you know, what is it, the um, muscle beach mentality where they saw these huge jacked guys, oh, I'm going right. to do whatever they were doing, so I'm going to get those same results, where it's like, it seems to be not just in the global gyms or that kind of stuff, but, you know, with the CrossFit becoming more popular and a lot of the home workouts becoming more popular, you know, the P90X is the, um, and all those variants that it's all about not how much you can lift, but how well you can lift what mm -hmm. you are lifting in that you know, functional stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, I know for I mean, the longest time when I was watching your videos that you weren't even utilizing a lot of weight. It was all body weight things, but you were right. still getting I was results. still in the beginning is, yeah, is the thing. And, and I was getting results, but I was in my beginning. And mm -hmm. for anybody that jumps into, you know, trying to grab weights and go at it, it's like you have your, if nothing, like I think it's almost like 
I don't know, it's almost kind of like cooler to be in the beginning because you have all that body weight Mm -hmm. and people would think I'm crazy. Like, no, if I'm overweight, like it's not, it's not better, but you like have body weight behind Mm -hmm. you. And so you really have kind of a one up on me, like where I have to like go and get all these dumbbells and, you know, be like, it's an uneven weight to lift you know? And then on top of it, I have to keep buying like heavier ones. And so it's like, but if you have your body weight to work with, it's so much, so much better. And you truly do build functional muscle and functional is so much more important than aesthetic. Like they can go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. but with, I, I am, I'm just a huge proponent for functionality, especially like you said, with our jobs, it's like, to me, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Like I love looking great. Like, absolutely. I want to, you know, strut my stuff every day. But if I couldn't use it, it would be pointless to me. And I definitely wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. For sure. At, at some point, looks don't matter to you. Yeah. And you need the functionality behind well, that's it. What I mean, you don't see generally people who are, you know, the bodybuilder competitive. You don't see that body type right. in athletes or, you know, like I said, CrossFit's huge right now. You don't see right. that physique in those types of things because they're not functional muscles and i'm right. sure they're strong we're not saying that but it's yeah. just it's just different you're going for a different approach and right you know i would find you know in my job and i'm sure in your job if you were completely jacked it'd make this job harder yeah. because you know how do you get your gear on and you know i already know that um I mean, not personally but just from you know working with females that my job and your job they don't make gear generally for females so you already oh, yeah. have that you're already behind the eight ball a little bit on that of like, you know, these pants and this shirt and these boots, nothing is meant for my body style yeah, and doesn't fit right. So now throw a crazy physique in there yeah, and female that, you know, yeah. it's hard. And you like to like start yourself, you know, you want to even at work still not look doofy. And so you're in mm-hmm. pants that don't fit, but now you have, you know, right. some weird body form. And so you're just you know, probably look like a bunch of sausage rolls yeah. and that kind of stuff, even though you could be completely fit, but yeah. nothing works. And so they all kind of go right. hand in hand, not just functional, but aesthetically and that kind of stuff that yeah. uh, I, I've never understood. I mean, I, one, I don't have the dedication. I can't eat yams and dry chicken every <laughs> single day for the rest of my life to get that, yeah. you know, bodybuilder up on stage physique look. But yeah. to me, it just doesn't make you know, as much sense when, you know, you can't clap your hands together because your arms are so huge or <laughs> your, you know, your lats are so big, yeah. but you know, I, the dedication they put into it is insane. My, um, I have an aunt that com- competed competitively and I have a friend who has her IFBB pro card for fitness mm-hmm. and I admire their dedication to doing it. But when they like show their meal prep stuff and I've gone out to, you know, dinner with my aunt and, you know, she can't eat anywhere because it's like, well, I want chicken with no seasoning on it and i want yams with no nothing on it and it's like that does not sound appetizing like you're yeah. eating like paste and like dry chewy chicken that how yeah. is that tasty and that's every meal all the time i'm like nope food to me is too important to give up <laughs> on flavor and it seems like what yeah. you're working now i mean you, should, you post a lot of your daily meals and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and everything you seem being seems to have flavor to it it's yeah. not super bland or super you know, basic and that kind of stuff. It, I yeah. see, you know, it looks like stuff that you would, even if you weren't into as healthy of a lifestyle as you are, that you would, you could possibly make it home. Like, oh, that's a good meal. I'm looking forward to eating whatever oh, yeah. that is. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it took some, it took a little bit of time to get there because everybody's first instinct is if I want to lose weight, then it should taste like crap Yeah. and I should be deprived and all these things and, you know, eat less, eat, you know, eat worse. And I have to have dried chicken and broccoli, you know, and yeah. it's, and it's funny because that's what I started by eating, you know, because that's what, even though, you know, I was given these meal plans to follow, which had a lot more than that, it was an easy go-to for me. Clearly that got boring very fast and I don't have the dedication of the bodybuilders and I, and I enjoy food. Um, I've learned to like, it's interesting. I've learned to not be so worried about enjoying the food as much as deciding what's going to help me feel good and like happy and energized and, and just generally healthy. And in doing that, my food tastes good good mm-hmm. so it's it's a weird like combination like like I don't intentionally want to get pleasure from eating because I feel like it's just it's just what I have to do mm-hmm. I just have to eat but at the same time because I the things that I pick for the reasons that I pick that it's really it ends up making me happy because I'm like this does taste really good like yeah. that's crazy <clears throat> well it's not <laughs> turning you're not turning eating into a chore which right oftentimes when you really are focusing on nutrition heavy stuff it can turn eating into a chore it's like oh i gotta eat because my meal plan says i have to and yeah. you know you almost to the point where you loathe eating that well i have it says i have to have x number of meals or x number of calories or whatever so yeah. much protein throughout the day i mean that's when i first started looking at you know it was like take your body weight in you know so 160 i eat, have 160 grams of protein in a day so people are slamming down protein shakes all day long mm-hmm. and that was the big trend at the time it was like People are killing themselves to right. choke down all that protein in a yeah. day. Yeah, and your and, poor body. Yeah, and <laughs> you're just, stomach. you know, it turns it yeah. into a chore. Yeah. And then people don't want to do it. So now you're not getting enjoyment out of it, but you're doing it because you want to go work out. But now you're not, you know, focused on your workout because you're thinking, oh, I got to, after this, I got to have that another shake again. Yeah. And it's. That's so funny because when I was in the gym the first time, that was like a huge, I was drinking those um, muscle milk things, you know, one before my workout and one after because, you know, I did typical Google research Mm -hmm. to figure out what I should be doing and, you know, this is what it said and, um, and I remember being like so sick. I would get so like, my stomach would be like so cramped trying to work out and all this stuff and partially I would find out a few years later about a dairy allergy. So ingesting yeah. all that way probably wasn't that great. But like, but at the time I would just be like, I, I, I struggled through it. Like, this is what I have to do, I guess. Yeah. Cause yeah. some bro out there said that this yeah. is the best way to do it. Yeah. It was so terrible. I felt, you know, it was awful. And I was eating those healthy lean cuisine meals or something like, cause they were low calorie and calories yeah. are all that matters, you know, at yeah. that time. And so. but then it's all processed and frozen. Right. And... It was terrible. Looking yeah. back, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay. I lost weight, but man, yeah, I was were you crazy healthy, unhealthy. That, that's what, I mean, unfortunately, like a lot of the, you know, fad diets that come out is, um, you know, hey, t- eat 600 calories a day for the next 30 mm-hmm. days and take these drops and you're going to yeah. lose much weight. Oh yeah, gosh. of course you're going to starve yourself. But then everyone will go, well, as soon as I go off, I always bounce back. It's like, yeah, because yeah. your body <laughs> is killing itself. And yeah. then when it has a chance to not, it takes all yeah. that back on again. I mean, a yeah. lot of people, you know, a common misconception of getting fit is you have to fuel your body mm-hmm. to do it. So people are, when they actually start really focusing, are surprised that, okay, you were eating 2,000 calories a day and gaining weight. Now I need you to eat 3,000 calories a day mm-hmm. and you're going to lose weight. And people are like, no, that's not a thing. Yeah. But when you actually buy into the mentality of that, 
is when a lot of people start seeing those results. I mean, yeah, yeah. I had uh, recently um, had a uh, body fat measurement done, the dunk tank body mm-hmm. fat measurement, and uh, it was fascinating because um, I was curious because. Back then, when I lost the weight, um, I was actually at a lower weight than I am now by like about ten pounds. But I'm, but I'm so much physically smaller than I was then, like by clothing size, by measurements, all that. Like I'm just physically smaller, and um, so I was fascinated by that. And clearly, I don't say muscle weighs more than fat because it doesn't. It mm-hmm. weighs the same. Five pounds weighs five pounds, but yeah. muscle takes up less room. Yeah. So you can weigh more and actually be physically smaller. So I, um, so I went and got this body fat thing done. Um, and I, it came back at like, I was like 16.4% body fat. And that is just like, that just makes my day, but more so it comes back with what my resting caloric burn is Mm -hmm. with the amount of muscle that I have. And it's 1770 calories. And in any diet, Google whatever you want for calories out for, you know, the, to lose weight, it would say that somebody my size should eat 1200 calories and then I'll lose weight. But like, like resting metabolic calories that you need, that your body has to burn is literally to lay in bed and watch TV, like not even to lift the remote. Like that's for my basic body functions to function at their highest. So in order for me to come here and talk to you, like that takes more calories. Yeah. Every step, every every movement that you make, you need more calories. So I need more than 1,700, you know, to yeah. function in a day. Yeah. And people just don't, they don't get it. Like, nope. you know, and they, they've just been given poor information is mm. the unfortunate part. Yeah. So somebody for me, like to eat 1,200 calories would be like those people eating 600 calories. Yeah. Like my body would freak out. <laughs> yeah. and if you don't feel it you're not going to get that good work i mean like we're saying yeah like, it's not just form but it's you know sometimes that quality of a workout and everybody's had those days where like you start working out and you know you can tell i didn't feel right today yeah. i didn't eat the right things i didn't get the right amount of sleep this workout is almost a throwaway workout i'm gonna yeah. go by the time you get done with it you're like well i don't f- feel like that really achieved much i kind of went through the motions because yeah of all those things leading up to it yeah and that's usually what it is it's usually some type of calorie deficit going into it mm-hmm. i know there's people who do like fasting cardio and like there's there are different things to do to you know kind of reset yourself and whatnot but mm-hmm. for the most part i mean like i said for you to get up and do absolutely nothing your body's gonna burn 1700 calories yeah and so if you're not putting in at least that much you're not gonna have enough to then burn in your i mean i'm not sure if you've calculated how much per workout you do, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's probably a couple hundred calories mm-hmm. per workout. So if you now you're at least 2000 calories a day yeah, just to work out and now you throw your job on top of that in your normal walking, wherever you're going to get to yep. and that kind of stuff. I mean, and I live on two acres of farmland. So, yeah. you know, just yeah. walking to my mailbox is like a workout. Yeah. <laughs> and then maintaining, I mean, actually, you know, you, um, you guys just did a big like garden project and that yep. kind of stuff. And it's all that manual yeah. labor. It's, that energy's got to come yeah. from somewhere. And, yeah, exactly. And that if you was... don't have the calories, your body then burns mm-hmm. the muscle. Because see, you, yeah. have, you only have 16% body fat or whatever you're at now. Yeah. If you don't have a lot of fat to burn, your body then goes to muscle. Mm-hmm. And it's not healthy to break down muscle, not even from a fitness point. But what it does to your body mm-hmm. is really unhealthy for you and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's how people get like rhabdo and that kind of right. stuff. Or, you know, rhabdomyolysis is the more technical term is when they're burning muscle mm-hmm. and you can get 
I mean, you can get put in the hospital for yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. You know, we, you probably see it a lot as a medic of people who are malnourished mm-hmm. who are then have to go because they've, their body has, you know, attacked itself so much that they can barely even, yeah. you know, lift their arms and that kind of stuff. And they're just, you know, begs of flesh essentially at that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So yeah. we've kind of danced around a little bit of, you know, your current workout. So, so lay me out, you, what is your, you know, your week look like workout wise? And then to kind of break that then down like per day, like, you know, so how, how many days a week do you work out? And then in each day of your workout, like how long does it take? What kind of things do you do? Oh yeah. So, um, I, right now the program that I'm working is an eight week program and, um, it's brand new. So it's new to me. Um, and it's, I work out four days a week and the, there's like a, it's like two on one off, two on two off. So there's some good rest gaps. Like I'm on a rest day today. I yeah. love today. <laughs> so, I mean, but, it seems to be like a Monday, Tuesday, have Wednesday yep. off, work Thursday, Friday, then you get the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my, each workout is, it ranges from like 30 to 40 minutes. Um, and the cool thing that like drew me to this particular program is that I'm like, in the last three years since I um, started doing this, like I've really learned to love weights. Like I love weightlifting. I was so scared in the beginning being such a small girl and really having uh, kind of a, a frame that like tends to put on muscle. And I was always worried to be bulky. I don't want to be bulky and manly. And yeah. I already have this like very masculine personality. So I didn't want this masculine body to go with it. Yeah. And um, so... I, but I learned to really love them because I see what it can do and that that's not what has to happen. And you can still lift heavy weights and not, you know, have that happen. And so this particular one has heavy weightlifting, but also intermingles, um, high intensity training. So, which is another one of my passions is see how high I can get my heart rate, you know, before I just have to stop. A lot of people that will follow me on social media will know that I'm like, I'm like a limit crosser. Mm-hmm. I want to get past. I wouldn't, if, if they say to hold that lunge for as long as you can, I want to fall. Like that's my goal. I want to fall, mm-hmm. you know, and see how far I can go. Yeah. So you're pushing yourself to failure. Yeah. And you're riding that line. Yeah. That's, that's me personally. And it's totally like not like, it's not a requirement of the program. Mm-hmm. That's just my, that's just my character. That's my personality is I just want to see where the failure line is. I want to know. Cause I don't, cause I, I think earlier in life, I was always just kind of like a quitter. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, I'm just big on, I don't want to give up when I feel like I'm going to like yeah. stop. I, 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 your mind gives up so much sooner than your body ever will. Yeah. And that's my, that's always my goal. Running, working out in my house, all that. So yeah. that's where I like the high intensity yeah. stuff. So now you'd rather physically quit than mentally quit. I yes. Mean, yeah. You're, you're still, I can still go five more, but yeah. Your yep. muscle says, nope. Yeah. And this, it. this particular program has given me that. Like I, I the other day is like, and a lot of my videos too, is funny because um, a lot of my videos recently, you see me just sitting on the floor laughing because I, because I, I couldn't do another push up, and there was still like 30 seconds left of it. And I'm like, <laughs> not, a, not, not just a push up. Like, I mean, on my knees or like hold myself or anything. I just fell and that was it. And I could just, all I could do is laugh. I think one of them, you just recently did a thing with last week, the same thing where like you even like comment on the, just the fact of you trying to work your phone. 
Yeah. You physically couldn't do it. Like it was, or it was like drink your coffee or whatever. It was something. I had, I had like, I had used both my hands to like pick up my coffee cup and take it outside because it was like so sunny and warm. And I was sitting at the table and I really wanted to go back in the house. And Ian had just woken up and I was like, I was like sitting out there and I was like, I really want to come in there and talk to you, but I don't think that. I don't trust my arms to hold the cup all the way into the house. And so he had to come and carry my coffee cup, which is hilarious. I've never had that happen before, but it was just that weird, like failure, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating. I loved it. It was great. Yep. But I'm sure, you know, you probably rode that high for a while of feeling accomplished because you worked Mm -hmm. out so well and then knowing that you're going to get those results because then the next time when you work out that hard and you can go, you can drink your coffee, you Mm -hmm. realize that you're seeing those, you know, goals being broke that last yeah. time I couldn't do it and now I can't. And yeah, um, you know, I love, I love when, when I'm sore, I always want to be sore. I don't, I don't love being sore. I yeah. love knowing that if I'm sore, that things are happening. Yeah. They're, you're working, yep. you know, cause you know, oftentimes, you know, you'll work out, you'll be sore for the first couple of weeks and then you won't feel it anymore, mm-hmm. but then you'll change it up a little bit and Oh, there it is again. Yeah. I haven't done those in a while. Yeah. And so then, you know, that is a, a, good way as long as it's a good sore i mean there's mm-hmm. times where you get sore because you did it wrong right and you know if you're sore and there's pain associated with that sore not just like hey i pushed on my you know yeah on that sore part and yeah that hurt and that's different but if it's like hey my legs are sore but really my knee's starting to hurt well your knee shouldn't necessarily yeah, hurt you did no. something wrong yeah. or your shoulder hurt like if you feel that physical pain that's the wrong kind of sore that's your yeah that's your body saying you probably did something yeah 100 percent agree if you feel anything in your joints you're doing it wrong they're, your joints should never they're all they're doing is holding your muscles together like you should never feel pain in your joints ever there's definitely a huge thing but i think what you said about like when you change it up and then you're sore again is like the one of the coolest things about the the program that I'm, that I'm involved with is that there's so much to choose from, from this, um, online access that it's like, it's Netflix for workouts. And so there's never a time where I don't have an option to change things up. Mm -hmm. I like literally can go from one to the next, to the next, to the next, and always have that, that soreness that's changing. Cause if I had one program, cause oftentimes I'll like, um, I set people up with these 21 day programs, which are great starting programs and amazing. And they get quick results. They get people's nutrition under control. They give them, they give them that boost of confidence they need. But if they continue to just repeat, 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 like nothing's going to change. Like nothing's going to happen because clearly like you'll get results, but they start to slow down and trickle out Mm -hmm. and your body has just become so smart that it's figured out this is what we're going to do and we don't need to, you know, do anything different. And so nothing happens. And I always tell all of my, all of my people, like if nothing changes, nothing changes. So you have got to change programs. And and that's where like, I love constant changing. Like, okay, I finished that one. What's the next one? It is a rare day in this world that I would repeat a program. Mm -hmm. Like I just wouldn't because I just know so well, my body is so like, easily tunable to that you know that even within two weeks of doing this eight-week program I guarantee that you know I'll stop being as sore but you know it I it's my understanding that this one's going to be like a constant like shift so hopefully they're you know changing it to keep us sore the whole time I love that the 80-day one I just did was 
was awesome. It was constant change. And so I, I literally spent 80 days being sore, which sounds terrible, but I loved it. <laughs> but you, you know, you got the results, you know, yeah. you want, you really seem to this, the, the 80 day program, you really seem to advertise more your excitement with the results that you're seeing. Like you were seeing, you're kind of finally breaking, having a lot more breakthroughs, I guess, for better things of like, I've finally achieved this, or I've right. finally achieved that. And you know, these different things, you know, I know a big one for you was, you know, you finally got abs without flexing and that kind of stuff. Like yeah. that was a really big one that you were super proud of. And you yeah. should be super proud of because that's one that a lot of people strive for, but never get. And it yeah. seemed in that 80 day that you finally kind of made that, that breakthrough and, um, had that, you know, change in, mm-hmm. a, in a positive way. So you, that routine was definitely mm-hmm. the one that was perfect, you know, for you and for yeah. your body. And, you know, I know nutrition goes into a lot of that as well. And it seems that in, during that 80 day and this kind of last one is when you really have changed up, you know, you, your nutrition, um, mm-hmm. to do better. And then you've, you know, and you are very open on your, um, social media that, you know, since you have changed your nutrition that you, you know, there'll be times when you'd still go out and try to have fun. And then you'll be very candid next morning of this is now what happens to my body when I eat yeah. this junk, you know, you'll be bloated and you'll show mm-hmm. that and those types of things that, you know, and then how quickly your body will bounce back though, because you have conditioned it and gotten to that point. So people shouldn't be afraid that all well, this is going to change my lifestyle so drastically. I can never have right. fun anymore. You still yeah. can't have fun, but you still have to work hard right. when you are having that fun Yeah, and that, you know, not to be afraid of that. And, you know, we t- you talked about, you know, yeah, muscle does weigh more than fat, but don't focus on the scale is essentially what you're saying is that yes, you weigh more according to the scale, mm-hmm. but you're, you know, drastically, you know, skinnier for lack of better terms of, you know, right. you know, you can fit into those shorts you couldn't fit into mm-hmm. however long ago and you can wear, you know, whatever smaller t-shirt or that kind of stuff right. than before where the scale says I should be wearing the next size up, but I'm actually three sizes down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. Not- that's a, that's a huge part of it too. I think, and, um, and I can, I can like, discuss both sides of the of that like skill non-skill like spectrum because i've I, i've gone like from this one like nu- solely nutritional program that's just like focused only on nutrition which is so funny because so many people um know me for all my fitness stuff and all my workouts and you know how much i love to work out <laughs> with my air quotes <laughs> and like and um they don't most of them don't even know that the passionate side of me is nutrition and how much I've struggled with that throughout my, um, journey. And like, and so, so I did just, um, because I was injured the last couple of months, uh, I wasn't able to work out and I had to switch things up. And so I had to move into, so this is where, this is where like, I love to be candid with people because I love, I love for them to know real, like, I don't want to sugarcoat any Mm. shit. Like I want people to know. And so like, I had to figure this out. So there's this new program that came out that's just nutrition-based. There's no workouts necessarily necessary, but it's like a 360 of everything I've ever believed. Like, don't get on the scale, but you have to get on the scale every day for this program. And like, you know, BMI doesn't matter. It's bullshit. And like, but like BMI does matter in, in certain cases. I mean, you know, um, and then like, uh, what's the, there was one other thing that she was like saying that I was like, I was like, no, that's bullshit. I can't do that. But I did it anyways, because I was injured and I had nothing else to fall back on. And I was like, I just got to trust this process and know that, um, you know, these, these people have my back and they're not going to stray me wrong. And so like, 
So I follow this program and I get all these like great, crazy results because I have this like really great nutrition um, program to follow. And then fast forward through that two months of injury and I can go back to work out now. And then now I'm, I'm working this new eight week program that's like heavy weightlifting and, um, and, and cardio mix, but more heavy weightlifting than cardio. Right. So, um, so I'm still like kind of in that mindset of like getting on the scale every day and, and working through this and like, and it's really stressful to me because now I'm like gaining weight and I'm still eating like I was eating, but now I'm like gaining pounds and it's like it, and it's starting to like stress me out. Which, by the way, as soon as that stresses you out, like your body's releasing cortisol and now you're like not going to lose weight at all. I figured that out a long time ago. So to like stop stressing about it. But like, but you also have to like recognize that doing a solid workout program with even good nutrition, like you said, you're not going to lose pounds. You're going to lose inches. And like, so while on one hand, I'm like up five pounds and frustrated about it. On the other hand, I'm still still wearing the same size shorts I ever wore. You know, there's no extra rolls. I mean, I still feel really lean. So it's like, it's so, it's almost mind fucking me. (laughs) Like, it's just, ah, it's just like, kind of like, wait, it doesn't make sense. Even me, who's been doing this for this, I'm going into my fourth year this month. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, you just have to trust the process. When you when you get somebody who's guiding you through it and, you know, coaching you and stuff and they're telling you to do this, like you have to trust them and just know that they have your best interest at heart. And there's a difference between working only nutrition, which a lot of people can only do, you know, they're not in a position, they're very overweight. They're not in a position to be able to work out. They have injuries or, you know, uh, issues with working out. And so, they, or they don't have the time, whatever their thing is, like they just can do nutrition. In those cases, they don't have to worry about that kind of mind screwing, you know, scale issue. Because when you are working nutrition, you are losing weight. Like you are going to lose pounds every day. But when you're working out, you have to deal with so much water retention from your muscles repairing and all these other things that it's just like, I can completely nerd out on it for hours. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> but, I mean, you said in there it's it's trusting the process. That yeah. You're paying this money to have access to not only the um videos and all that kind of stuff, the program, mm-hmm. but you also have access to, you know, people like you, you know, the coach right. to help walk you through that and to trust what they're saying. Right. Don't web MD yourself and then go to the doctor. So don't look up all these things and say, well, this says that, and I want your advice. It's like, no, you want my advice only and not these other things. Because if you, you know, like I said, WebMD it, and then, you know, it's like, why are you even asking me the question? You know, my kids do that all the time of, you know, they ask me a question. I give them an answer. Like, well, no, no. I'm like, well, then why did you ask me the question? If you already had an answer, why did you ask the question? If if you're not going to be open-minded. And, you know, I think also, you know, recognizing that BMI even though it is hokey, is a tool and the, right. the scale is a tool and yes. you shouldn't rely on it. And yeah, that is a good, that's a super good point. Agreed. Yeah. A hundred percent. The one, the one number one thing why this particular, um, woman that created this program had convinced me to go ahead with it is that her first like comment about those two things was that, you know, the scale says a number. It doesn't say you're a good person. It doesn't say you're pretty. It doesn't say you're worthy. It doesn't say anything. It says a number. Your BMI does not 
dictate your worth as a human being. It simply is a number to gauge your possible health effects of your weight. It's, it, you can argue the whole BMI controversy all you want, but what I've recognized is ever since we threw it away and said it's bullshit, we've gotten a lot bigger as a society. Yeah. And the reality from my side of being a medic is that I see those health effects that come from being overweight and aging um, combined. And it's just, it's not pretty. And there's, it's not a correlation. It's definitely like causation. You're yeah. overweight. You're going to, at some point, suffer these effects. And BMI is one of those tools that can help you know when you're at risk, at higher risk, and things along those lines. And so many people will argue that even the skinny guy has a heart attack. And that's absolutely true mm -hmm. because, you know, there's also, you know, skinny fat that happens. And yep. so you really have to like take, it's not about making you into a Barbie doll. It's about making your insides healthy and functioning. And that's like one of the reasons that I became this health coach anyways, is because I, how much I see on the side of you know, 911 and how many years I've seen it for, you know, I've been doing that for 14 years now and just over and over. That's what you see is this overweight population and all of these diseases that come along with it. And, you know, even my own family, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And I watched my mom be overweight for the majority of my life and then recently die at the age of 61, you know, never having taken that control. And that's so, that's so passionate. That's why I'm so passionate about it is because mm. I feel like it's the opposite spectrum of what I do, you know, over yeah. it as a medic is yeah. now I can try and help prevent seeing you, yeah. <laughs> you know, call 911 is, is, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the opposite of drop securities. You want people to be yeah. healthy. Um, and, it's, you know, I'm sure it's also motivating that I don't want to be in that person's shoes. I don't want to be... Yep. Unable to tie my shoes or be winded walking to wherever I was going to mm -hmm. go. Like I said, you were, you know, uh, you know, chronic asthmatic and you mm -hmm. used to smoke and do all those types of things. But then recently you just um, did the uh, firefighter stair climb. Uh -huh. Do you think you ever could have lived through that? No. 10 years ago when you were heavy asthma problems and smoking and that kind of no. stuff? No, you know, not at all. They but... probably would have carried you out of there. Right. But now, you, you know, you rocked it and... It probably, it was still a struggle, but yeah. And last, know. last year I did it. Um, and it was, and this year I think, what did I, I shaved off like, oh my gosh, it was something like 10 minutes or something. I'm sure whoever listens to this will call me out on it because I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but there was like a lot of time and everybody was like, oh my God, I can't believe how fast you did it. And yeah. it was all because the last year was spent in building functional muscle yeah. because before that I was still healthy and, and, and fit, but I wasn't. I wasn't, I was doing more like cardio based stuff and I did a lot of stair training, like mm -hmm. specifically climbing the stairs to train for it. And this last year I was doing the programs that I do instead. And I actually only like trained for that like one or two times before I did it. Mm -hmm. So I built all this functional muscle and then just could power through it without yeah. having to really train for it. It was fascinating. Yeah. I, I mean, love that. It's not something that lasts, you know. It's not like an ultra marathon where you no. know, shaving off a couple minutes isn't a big deal, but it's something where it's more like if you shaved three minutes off your five mile time, that's a big change. Yeah. And so, you know, we're not talking, yeah, I did it 10 seconds faster. Okay, well, that's just, 
right one flight you did faster yeah. you know, if you shave minutes off of i mean what it's like what 60 something it's 69 69 floors like 1300 steps or something yeah. vertical so 700 vertical feet to, to shave minutes off of that is that's a huge change that's someone yeah. going from like a 10 minute mile to like a six minute mile I mean, and that's, that's what i literally just started running again after again all these muscle building things and i started running just past my injury in june and shaved off four minutes off my mile in my, cause I run about three miles. If I'm going to mm. go out and run, I'm starting to push longer distance now. So I'm super excited about it, but like up to three miles, I have shaved four minutes off my miles and I haven't run for a year at mm. least. I haven't been outside running. And so that's crazy. Like that's insane to me. I ran a six and a half minute like mile, which is unheard of. Like I was that kid in high school that that was given a doctor's note to walk the mile and everybody had to wait for my slow ass. Like, right. I was like that 20 minute -er. And so it's like, so does to think of that is crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah. <clears throat> but again, you know, the, you know, as people say, you know, running on the track or that kind of stuff, you know, again, some people just don't subscribe to that. It's like they say, right. don't get yeah. on the scale, but all those are tools, but they're also, mm -hmm. they give you the baseline. So you knew that you used to do a 20 minute mile mm -hmm. and now you do a six and a half minute mile. Mm -hmm. So you can say, this is working because of this result. Or oh, yeah. if, you know, six months from now, you're now struggling to do an eight minute mile. Okay. I now have this other, you know, result that has changed. And for the negative, what can I do to change? I now, right. so you use that as BMI. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what your BMI says, but you know what it says. So now you can see is what I'm doing better. You know, have I dropped my BMI or right. is what I'm doing worse? Is my BMI gone up? Same with the scale. Right. But then knowing you know, for the scale, it's a little bit harder because it's, you know, don't necessarily focus. Is the point of what I'm doing to lose weight or is the point of what I'm doing to be stronger? The right. scale is going to go two different ways. Be able to, like for me, I always baselined it of, you know, I was 138 pounds when I graduated academy. I'm a tiny guy mm -hmm. for those types of things. And so I knew I always had these goals in my mind. I wanted to be, you know, even for me, like I want to be 155, mm -hmm. but I want to be a strong 155, not a fat 155. Right. Like, yeah, 155 is not very much, but... To me, it was like I had that goal. And so the scale to me was, am I getting closer to that goal of that? Well, there's no other way for me necessarily to quantify that without having that tool. To right. Work on. But, yeah. and know, it, it the, would be, it would be great if everybody could run by a dunk take and get their accurate, mm -hmm. you know, fat measurement versus, you know, bones versus muscles. That would be great, ideal, but we don't. Mm -hmm. What everybody can have access to is a BMI or mm -hmm. a scale at their home. And if those are the only two tools that you have, then then you should be using them yeah. in a positive way instead of, you know, yeah. instead of being like, I'm such a horrible person because I gained five pounds, more like self-examination. Like, yeah. what have I been doing? I always laugh. Like, you're not going to get or don't be mad about the results you didn't get for the work you didn't do. So if you're eating out every night and having ice cream and cookies and all this stuff and like indulging in whatever it is you indulge in, whether that's alcohol or whatever it is, you know, if you're overindulging and you're watching the scale go up and you're mad, like then do something like yeah. it's not that hard. You just do something. No, I mean, have you know? that self-reflection. Yeah. Examine your and, stuff going you know, on. Yeah. And you know, it's, understand that your weight's going to fluctuate. You can weigh one thing in the morning and weigh yeah. something at night and nothing changed physically in your body. Yeah. It's just your body. So 
don't worry about those one to three to five pounds right. shifts kind of per day. It's, you know, look at it over the week and don't, yeah. and don't, like I said, don't put your self-worth into what the number is right. on that scale. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure as a, you know, a female in the society, you probably suffer from that early on of this scale oh, is yeah. going to tell me how pretty I am. This scale is going to tell mm-hmm. me how physically fit I am yeah. when really it's not. Yeah. It's a tool to use, but some people f- obsess over that number. Mm-hmm. I gained a half a pound. I'm now a fat ass mm-hmm. and that is never going to be the case. No. And it's, yeah. you know, an, I, I literally, part of society yeah, of that. I very much suffered from that same, you know, that scale obsession. And it actually got to a point, um, where I had hidden the scale from myself because I couldn't trust myself not to get on it and not to be stressed out about it. And that's like, I was talking about the stress of the numbers, like actually working against you, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I had to like get rid of that. And I remember it was one day like Ian like pulled it back out of the closet. Like, I don't know, he weighed himself or whatever, but he left it there and I walked in and it was like a demon sitting on the floor and I was just Mm -hmm. like, put it away, my God. And so he was like, I don't understand what the big deal is. And I'm like, I can't, I I can't get on it. Like it's, it's stressing me out right now. And, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's just something I can't deal with. But I, you know, and I've dealt with in, in my past and as an early adult, throughout most of my 20s, you know, eating disorders Mm -hmm. and things along those lines. So I have a tendency to go that direction. So again, constantly examining, are you panicking over half a pound? Like stop, you know? So I've learned you just have to constantly like adjust and, and, and look at yourself, see, see what, what's going on, you know? But like you you did the, the dunk tank thing and that's really, you know, if you want to have numbers to judge yourself on, and that's what it is. I mean, I did a bod pod, which is essentially something similar, but mm-hmm. all off of like air pressure, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I always, like I said, I was 138 pounds and I'm 5'10". So that's a skinny person when I graduated academy. You know, I'm not up into the 160s. And some of that is being lazy. And some of that is, you know, more muscle. I'm stronger now than I was when I graduated academy. But when I did the bod pod, I'm like, everyone's like, oh, you're going to come out and, you know, be anorexic. I came out as the skinny fat person. You know, I was 22% body fat. And mm-hmm. for my frame, like, yeah, you know, here is what you are. You fall into that category. And to me, I was like, I would have never considered myself to be quote unquote a fat person, but mm-hmm. it's that, you know, skinny fat, you know, moniker that's out there that just because somebody may look small doesn't necessarily mean that they're healthy in what it is or that, you know, they have that right thing that, you know, it's, right. but I encourage everybody who wants to get fit to do something, you know, find someone who can do an, an actual body fat percentage test either it's somebody who knows how to do calipers the right way or can do the dunk take or you know bod pot it's worth the investment of going to do it to get your baseline and then go back however long later to see is what i'm doing making that pause because they'll tell you your caloric you know your resting state how much actual true muscle do you have versus true fat you have because everybody's gonna you're never gonna have zero percent body fat Right. And you're never going to have, your, your bones weigh so much, your organs weigh yeah. so much. So understand that there's always going to be that. So don't try to focus on getting it to where there's nothing. But yeah, I mean, NFL linebackers are 15% body fat. So, you know, don't think that I need to get into the tens or, you know, the yeah. single digits that that's generally an unhealthy spot right. to be. But to realize that, okay, I was 22. Now I want to get to 18 or whatever right. and have, you know, check yourself and have realistic goals. I'm never going to be a 12% body fat type person. I don't necessarily want to be. Right. But do I want to maybe maintain in the high teens? So I, you know, have that yeah. realistic expectation. I'm yeah. never going to I always know, say that I'm I'm never going to be that that low um that low end of the BMI. 
Uh, not because I can't be, but because I don't feel like putting in the work to get there. <laughs> like, I, like I could be, everybody could be, you couldn't be 12% if you, if you wanted to put in the work, but I mean, you, you don't have to, to be healthy. And if that's not your jam, mm-hmm. then, then why suffer to get there? That's like, you don't have to be a perfect size, get to where you want to be, get to what, make what feels good what mm-hmm. makes you not overly exhausted what makes you happy and in you enjoy doing it if you are miserable doing something you are not going to keep doing it yeah so. I mean, that's, you know it's the it's very similar to you know i i don't want to speak for people who have you know eating disorders and that kind of stuff because i've never had that issue even though the military thought that i did it's another story but <laughs> it's when you obsess over you know getting so skinny but you have the people who obsess over too much of i want to get to whatever fitness level that you almost now turn that into an addiction mm-hmm. and it becomes now almost a mental health-ish problem because you're so obsessed with, I got to lift this much weight or I got to weigh this much or I got to do whatever that you've right. now gone the unhealthy way the other way that you've become overdone. And that's when mm-hmm. people, you know, tend to start to cheat to, you know, get into steroids or different right. things or, yeah. you know, there's some people you start who, taking so many supplements that you're like taking more pills than you are food at that point. Like yeah. even if you don't go steroids route, you're still going the like extreme yeah. supplement route and yeah. you're, you're, yeah, you're just not fueling your body correctly. You're starving because mm-hmm. you have to have, you know, muscle tightness and whatever, yeah. or, you know, or you're over, over indulging in the protein because, you know, you're trying to get bigger or whatever it is. But no, I totally agree. Like you can yeah. get just as obsessed on the healthy side, you mm-hmm. know, as, as you can on the, you know, eating disorder issue. And it it's really like all this balance. And I think personally, that's where, um, like a good health and fitness coach and, or, um, you know, accountability group really comes in and helps you is to like, is to keep you balanced and, you know, help support you and where you are, as opposed to, you know, we put, we push each other in like a a friendly competitive way, but not, you know, too, not so far. But I think that also something to remember is that you have, you know, this pendulum type of behavior and, you know, we, we go from being like this super unhealthy person and our pendulum like swings like way far to the other side to where we're this like crazy organic like person that like won't breathe the air because of the toxins, you know, and we want to de- detox all the time and we just got to be these super clean people. And then like, and then that gets really exhausting. And so like it swings back and you're just like kind of not as unhealthy as you used to be, but not, you know, yeah. and you just kind of swing back and forth. And it's like the same idea with you know, eating disorders, weight loss versus like over fitnessing, things like that. And it's just, it's like a pendulum is constantly swinging it, but you can't figure it out without, you know, examining yourself and yep. finding out if you're working towards what, what you want to, because you want to, or if you're working towards it because you think somebody else is going to love you more mm-hmm. instead of like learning to be so excited with where you are right now. Yeah. I mean, you should put more value in your own self-worth than what other people's Agreed. View of you are. And yeah. That, and, but and some people, unfortunately, have a hard time with that. That, um, you know, you could have everybody looking at you saying you're the most beautiful, physically fit, you know, perfect 10 person, but you look in the mirror and you see, no, I'm a three. What are you talking about? And so, right. you know, having, checking yourself both ways of, you know, putting more value into your own self worth and then realizing that you are, you know, all these things that you want to be, but you're just not seeing it. You know, if people are telling right. you these things, they're not generally trying to just 
you know, blow smoke up your ass. They, they're legitimately telling you right. those things. I mean, you, you got to weigh some of that. You know, some people do just tell you what you want to hear. But if it's generally, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, Ian's going to tell you. Right. If there's, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, those pants really don't yeah. look that good on you. Yeah. You know, you know you, and you can trust that that's probably the truth where he's not going to let you go out in public yeah. looking ridiculous. I'm pretty sure he's not that brave. Really? <laughs> see, I, I try. See, see, I'm see. Ian's the opposite. Ian's like, I don't trust Ian's opinion on anything because he's, he's scared. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. That's right. That's what yeah. he does. And so, like, I'm if he's like, oh, you look pretty. I'm like, I'm gonna call my mom. I'm gonna ask her, you know, because she'll yeah. tell me the truth. And be like, no, honey, it's not the pants. It's your bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, and so it's like, it. I think, yeah, I agree with you though, a hundred percent. Other people's, you know. I mean, to, you know, believe, you know, you're being able to helpfully check yourself to say, am I getting better? Am I, you know, is whatever the people are saying about me true? Right. And be able to believe in yourself. Because like, that's what yeah. a lot of people, I think, you know, struggle. Because we'll know, all they see is that the goals that they didn't meet sometimes. Right. It's, I didn't hit that number on the scale. Or so I have yeah. that sit-down rule. You're never going to get rid of that sit-down rule. Even yeah. if you're 1% body fat, yeah. your no, body's just... I still totally have rolls right now while you're sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just going to have rolls. Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. going to happen. I mean, you know, you're one... You know, you came in and, um, you know, did fitness photography with us. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's... You know, they turned out very well. And you can see how other people, you know, can see you. And sometimes, you know, I encourage people to get, you know, pictures taken of them and, yeah. and track their progress that way because then you really do notice more of a change. You don't you have yeah. to go to the drastic of, you know, going to a professional photographer and having actual true, you know, photos yeah. done that way. But take pictures of yourself at the beginning and those yeah. transformation ones that, you know, oh, well, man, I, you know, yeah. I do look better. I do yeah. have this change. And, oh, you know, yeah. my love handles aren't there anymore, even though you might physically see them when you look in the mirror. Yeah. It, but if you look at the difference, like, wow, that is what I look like now. Yeah. Okay. I think it's I think it's fascinating because like, um, well, once one right before you said something, but uh, I just wanted to mention really yeah. quick, like the biggest one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people is recognizing that you are okay the way you are, and it's okay to be okay with the way you are and still want to be better. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be one or the other. You don't have to hate yourself in order to get better, and you don't have to be good with yourself and not want to get better. Like those Mm -hmm. things, they're, they're okay to have together. But then also like, I was going to say the pictures are crazy. Like you have to take pictures. There is nobody that joins me that is not told it's a requirement to take pictures. You don't have to share them with me. You don't have to share them with the group. You don't have to do anything with them. Hide them away in your own little cabinet. Mm -hmm. But you, I have the worst before pictures and I am so mad because I was that girl that was like, no, I'm not taking pictures. You can't. Nope. 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 Mm-hmm. Nope. And so now I have this weird, like, dark, mirrored picture of me that, like, is so hard to really, truly understand where I was mm-hmm. when I started. But, like, the thing is, like, when you take the now pictures or, you know, your your comparison picture, and it's so much more drastic than looking in the mirror at yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you see yourself every single day. You do not see. Your brain adjusts every day this new reflection and it's not going to notice the huge change when you all of a sudden go out and see your friends and they're like what the hell happened yeah like oh my god you look great like and they're not just blowing smoke they're like they're like you can see the genuine shock and awe in their Mm -hmm. face and and you're like sitting there going like i don't understand what the big deal is like i saw myself in the mirror like it's not that big of a deal because but you look at those pictures and it's just like wow 
wow. And sometimes you look at them and there's not a lot of change, but sometimes the change is in your face. You know, like look at your face, like look at the happiness versus like the, the sadness and the draining and, or just like the clear, like detoxification of your body. Like Mm -hmm. you can tell in their skin color and you know, all these, things. so many different like measurements that you can see in pictures that is fascinating to me. Well, I mean, so, so many, like I said, so many parts of your body get healthier. I mean, your skin clears up. It, yeah. you know, it gets, you know, tighter. So if you're worried about, oh, I'm going to have this saggy, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, initially you might yeah. you lose all that weight, but if you keep at it, yeah. I mean, yeah, the people who lose hundreds of pounds, yeah, you generally have to have surgery to intervene for like saggy skin. But if you're in that, you know, average American, you know, change, mm-hmm. just trust the process, go through it. There's going to be times where you're going to have stretch marks that are super visible and you're going to yeah. have saggy skin, yeah. but eventually... I've it's definitely had there. saggy skin. The more muscle you build, that the tighter mm-hmm. it gets. Like it just takes time, and that's why I always help time and water, yeah. <laughs> drink <Yeah>. water. <laughs> and, and, you know, but I, I strongly agree that you know taking those you know pictures and taking periodic pictures to kind of track. You know, don't just wait yes. till that last day to see what it's like. You know, do them right. every so often. Um, you know, if you can, you know, have somebody you know assist you in that. Mm-hmm. Do it in good lighting, and I'm just yeah. saying that not just as a photographer, but <laughs> it does better. Though. And don't don't cheat yourself from those results by. Oh, I'm going to suck in for this photo so oh, I can yeah. look a little bit better or I'm going to flex this a little bit. Take it as if you're just staying in there normal. Yeah. So that when you take that next one, you're staying in there normal mm-hmm. and you're not having to suck in. You get the true results of what it is. But if you're already cheating yourself at the beginning, yeah. You're going to cheat yourself through the majority of the rest of it and Yeah. You know, I see that so much where you can tell that, you know, more often that you know, I see it's, you know, girls to do this but i'm not trying to generalize it but you know you'll, you can tell okay you're sucking your gut in mm-hmm. you're only gonna cheat yourself because then when you right. when you take that photo where you've had a lot of change you're not gonna notice as much because you cheated that first one that you know yeah. you, you lost those couple extra inches by holding your breath or whatever yeah where you lost those but you're not seeing it because you know you didn't you didn't let your tummy hang out a little bit more right. those types of things so yeah yeah from, no i totally agree from my, my lay perspective of when i've seen a lot of those transformation ones don't don't short, sell yourself short from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but with that, and you're, you know, you've been doing, you did the gym thing, but now you're doing this, um, you know, your online coaching, that kind of stuff. What are some, you know, myths and that kind of stuff that you think that people go into with the wrong mindset of, I heard this is like, this isn't going to work, you know, you know, like a, like CrossFit, oh, it hurts everybody, mm-hmm. or it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But so, what are some myths that people have that you see that you kind of got to dispel when people come to you? Um, I think probably the number one, uh, myth that I encounter is just that like by doing at home workouts, people won't follow through. Mm-hmm. They think, no, no, if I don't go somewhere, um, physically, then I, I just won't do it. And so it's just not for me. I need a gym to motivate me. I need to be around other people. And the, the, what I think is funniest about that particular one that I am constantly encountering is um is that it was mine right that was me always i i had known for several years before i ever joined this community about these programs but i never i i, I could never do it i was like nope i have to go to a gym i won't be motivated unless i get in the car and drive somewhere and i'm forced to work out just can't do it and but then i wouldn't you know drive to the gym even though i had a membership for years i just wouldn't go yeah and um and i could never find the time and so, um, when I did finally j- 
just break down because I was at my wit's end and I could not, I had nothing else to try. And I was just willing to give anything a shot at that point. Um, I actually found that going to the gym is insane to me. Like what? That's, that's so much time. Like I have to go yeah. in there and all this stuff and no, like I can just walk in my room 30 minutes, walk out, be in my own kitchen, be happy. Like it's, yeah, that's the biggest one. Like, and I show up because of my group, right? Like I have a group of women that are all together and that's what I do is I run these groups and, and there's, there's a daily check-in that's required. Like you have to like get on here and say, I did this and I did that and that's it. So when you don't, I'm like, what are you doing? What's happening? Why are you self-sabotaging yourself or you self-sabotaging yourself? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Why are you self-sabotaging? Like, yeah. you know, you, you expressed these desires and these goals to me when, when we got you started and your actions aren't meeting your words. So either your goals have changed and I need to know that so that I can know how to support you or you're just not following through. So how do we need, what do we need to do to get you where you need to be? And again, going to the gym, nobody really cares if you don't show up. Yeah. Right. It's like psychology, you're just paying money. They don't care if you're there or not. Right. So I'm sitting here like when I hear these things and I kind of, and I kind of just chuckle a little like, well, I care if you don't, you know, if you don't show up. So there's that, you know, it's yeah. not like, it's not like, you know, back in the day when you'd buy, you know, the ab buster or the thigh, the thigh master, yeah. by the way, I had both of those just <laughs> saying, <laughs> and like, and you know, and you get it home and then that's it. Like yeah. nobody's there no to like, yeah, to like talk you through it. And so that's, that's one of the biggest ones, I think. So, I mean, along that same line, what are some of the things that you find are the, the reasons why most people aren't successful in, the, in your program or that they give up? Like, what are their common, I guess, excuses on mm -hmm. why they didn't succeed in it? Um, so, a lot of people will, I don't, you know, why they didn't succeed would be maybe they just didn't find the time. That, I guess that would be the biggest one, which again is funny, but yeah. <laughs> like it's 30 minutes it a day. Enough of a priority. They're not. And, and I think as far as like, I don't know about what their excuse is for why they might not succeed, mm -hmm. but as far as what I see, the reason being that most people don't succeed in mm -hmm. this program most of the people that don't succeed because most people do succeed. Yeah, the, the few that do <laughs> yes. not complete it or don't, you know, have yeah. the results that they want. Right. Those those are the people that really like one didn't trust the process and two really never like gave it a shot. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing is that when when I joined this my first 21 day group and my coach um told me how everything works and I got all my stuff and um, I thought to myself, I was at the end of my rope. I had tried everything up to this point. Nothing else worked. And, um, you know, I needed this to work because I was 40 plus pounds overweight and I needed, I was tired and I work in the fire service and I need to be in better shape. I know I'm just going to, you know, one day drop dead of a heart attack if I don't mm -hmm. and all these things. And, um, so I get it, I get all my stuff. And the first thing I thought to myself was, cause there's like a 30 day money back guarantee, right? Like if 30 days doesn't work, you get all of your money back. And I thought, you know, I invested this money, which I didn't really have at the time. I put it on a credit card because I, that's all I could do, but I needed to do it. And so, um, I was like, I'm going to give this like every 
bit of this 21 days. Like I'm going to give it everything that I have, no extra, no less. I want to know if this works. That, that was my big thing. I'm like, because if I don't do it, if I don't do it the way they say to do it and follow it for 21 days, I don't really know that it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. I just know that I didn't do it and it didn't work. Well, shocker. You know, so like, so I was like all about it. So I did for 21 days. I did it without fail and I got the results that, and I know that everybody else will too, you know, because that's, I've watched it hundreds of times in the last several years. And so it's like, it's the most, most of the people that I see fall away and never get those results are the people that really never did it. And they, they tend to fall back on, well, I just couldn't find time or, well, I just, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like meal prepping, which I recently just addressed in, you know, my, um, one of my posts or something like this, like meal prepping is not always these pretty little containers that you get from Amazon where you put everything in each thing and you spend all day doing it on Sunday and it's good for the whole week. Sometimes meal prepping is making a pot of spaghetti sauce, putting it in a couple of Ziplocs and throwing it in your freezer. Sometimes meal prepping is cooking a spaghetti squash in the crock pot, shredding it into a Tupperware and throwing it in the fridge for next week. Like some, it's meal prep, it's not always what you see on Pinterest. And I think that by people thinking that, Mm -hmm. they never get started. And so that was like my biggest, like, I just actually went into my group yesterday and did a huge video on this. Like, this is BS, you guys. Like, you're all talking about how you don't have time to meal prep. And I'm telling you that you're, you're intentionally, your mind is intentionally convincing you of that so that you don't have to change. Because that's the biggest thing. People don't recognize that your brain likes to stay the same. It likes it. It loves it. It's, mm-hmm. It knows it's survival. Survival is knowing what's coming. And your brain has an automatic pilot that most people are not conscious of, and it will constantly try and sabotage your attempts to change because that in its, in its own mind, <laughs> I always get a little weird. People are like, what are you talking about? Your brain has its own mind, <laughs> but it really does. But like in its own mind, it's like, it's, it's saving you mm-hmm. by keeping you the same. And so when things get hard or things get difficult, or you have to learn something new, your brain starts to freak out a little bit and it starts to convince you that meal prepping takes days and you don't have days because you have four children and a full-time job and a husband and you know, you could never possibly make these meals for your whole family, which is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like these are, there is, this is a fail proof system. There has been so many things put in place so that you don't fail. That when you do fail, it's literally because you decided not to do it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's a, you know, and I've seen that the most common thing for health is that people just don't want to put the effort into it. And, right. it, and it's not always effort. It's just making that switch that, this is what I'm going to do. You're yeah. going to eat every day, mm-hmm. generally, unless you're in the starvation thing. And is that going to be driving to the store and buying healthy food for the week? Or is that going to be driving to McDonald's three times mm-hmm. a day? Either way, you're right. spending the same amount of time. Yeah. But people just don't necessarily see like that. And it's the same with working out. Okay. As well, I'm going to go sit and watch TV for an hour. Or do you want to drive to the gym and work out for an hour? I mean, it's... Yeah. it's you have the time. It's just making... I watch, I watch people <laughs> watch my Insta stories. And there's these people like every day that watch them, right? Like they're pretty much like the same. There's some variation here and there, but there's the same people. And I think, <laughs> I hope they don't get mad at me. Don't stop watching my Insta stories. They're funny. Um, but like, I think to myself, like, I've 
pretty sure a couple of you have said you didn't have time to work out. And like, I know that if you watched all of the, I pack my stories full, like you could have a yeah. whole day of just watching my stories and like, like you just sat and watched all of them. Like that's, that's three workouts. Like yeah. <laughs> you, you have, you have the time. And I think the most important thing is like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just what we decide to do with it. You know, we have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. Mm-hmm. and she gets it done like think about that for a minute yes she has help yes she has you can convince yourself all this stuff but she has priorities of things but she that get done. always have those things right she got to where she is by doing it herself in 24 hours and mm-hmm. that's prioritizing is the is huge it's just huge you can't mm-hmm. you know and we our mind has a way of convincing us that things are going to take a lot longer than they actually are or that they're going to be harder than they are how many people I know like how many people let their laundry pile up clean for a week because they don't want to fold it because they don't have time. They need to do other things. Yep. And then when you go back, even me, like I'll go back after a week and I change my clothes a lot. Like I, like I work out, I change my clothes. I, you know, have to go out to public. I change my clothes. I have to do a video. I change my clothes or pictures. I have to change my clothes. So I change my clothes a lot. And like, do a whole week's laundry and let it sit there because I just don't have the time to fold it. And I finally break down and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get it done. And literally took me 20 minutes for an entire week. So if I'd have done that each day, it probably would have like five minutes, you know, yeah. like no big deal. Like just put it away, fold it, be done. Yeah. I mean, one you way know? you got to spend the time one way or another. So yeah. you do it each day or you're going to do it all at one day. Yeah. However many weeks later. So and, yeah. and you're not going to get the results. You know, you might have to rewash some of those clothes because they sat for so long or now right. they're all wrinkly. So now you got to put in more time yeah. to get the results you would have got. If you but your just... brain is like convincing you that you don't have the time. And yeah. really, you totally do. You just did something else with it. Yeah. That's it. That's the only That's the only thing. And that's the same like across the board, no matter what it is in your life, whether it's working out or not. I have convinced myself on a number of days that I did not have time to work out equally like weighing like stop it like i i like i like have conversations i'm so crazy people are gonna think i'm crazy after this like right like i have so many conversations in my brain like is that really true no it's not true stop it like and like quit it you're making excuses get your butt in there put your shoes on and get it done like i have sat longer arguing about whether i had time to do it than it took me to do it Mm -hmm. on so many days i will share that on my social media all the time like it took me two hours to decide I had time to do my 30 minute workout. That is ludicrous, <laughs> but that's yeah. my brain and that's how it works. And you just have to recognize that mm-hmm. your brain is working against you. <laughs> you have to fight it. I think that's the strongest fight you'll ever fight is going against your subconscious. Yeah. You know, that's why some, for some people it's very easy to be healthy and fit. Um, it's a, it's a lifestyle that they grew up with. Mm-hmm. So it's all their brain knows, but other people like me, who did not grow up with that. I grew up with macaroni and cheese, frozen waffles, and cereal for dinner. Guys, like nothing like healthy was in my life. Like nothing. I didn't have to exercise. None of my family exercised. That wasn't even a thing. You know, it, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So my whole like 30 years of my life is my brain going, you know, don't worry about it. We got you. <laughs> Keep being unhealthy. You'll be fine. So, yeah, no, I mean, so looking back at when you were at your unhealthiest to now, would you say that the struggle was worth it? I mean, would you go through all the struggles again to get to where you're at now? 
for my whole childhood and everything? No, I'm not necessarily childhood. <laughs> I'm not talking about like bringing up like past, but from when you were, you know, your most, you know, unhealthy or your heaviest weight and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff to where you are now. I mean, you had to work for it. I mean, you had right. struggles. You would had I your just skip to the end if I could? I mean, I think everybody would, but I mean, I'm, I, I would guess would, that everything is, you know, it, yeah. to you, it's, it's all been worth it. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. Every second of, and it's, it, what's so, what's constantly comical to me is how I don't, when I have so many, like each year I look back at the previous year and I'm like, man, you like, you're stellar. Like you're so fit and like, you're good. Like you're good to go. This is where you wanted to be. This is where you're going to be. And people, and, and then like next year, and people tell me like, you look great. Like I've never seen you look so healthy or so happy or anything. Right. And then like the next year I'll compare it to the previous year. And I'm like, 10 times healthier and more fit and more lean and more excited and happy and energetic. And I'm thinking to myself, how did I get better? Cause I thought I was freaking awesome. Like, and, and then like, you know, don't, I'm not, I'm totally not arrogant. I just truly do love myself. Like I think that I am a like masterpiece and a work in progress all at the same time. Like I, and I think everybody should think that about themselves, but I'm always fascinated when I thought I was where I was going to be mm-hmm. like, because I had made so much progress, but then to have the next year end up being even better than the previous year that I'd never thought I could get better. Mm-hmm. And I have like coaches that I work with in our team and, and we talk about this all the time. They're like, God, I thought you were like already like fit enough. Like, I, I mean, I thought that's crazy. Like I didn't think you would get more fit and like me neither, <laughs> you know, it's just, so that's cool. Like every year you progress not knowing that you even needed to really, but it's just because I, it's just because I'm constantly like looking for new and fun and entertaining and can, I I almost like have like that, like, I don't have ADD. I don't, I don't say that because I I hate when people discount actual problems by saying they have it, but I have that like squirrel brain Mm -hmm. where I just can't like be on one thing for very long. I can't read a book for very long. You know, I can't have the same vehicle for very long. Like I can't live in the same place. I'm just kind of like squirrel, (laughs) you know, it's amazing that I've had a career this long, you know, because before that it was like every year and a half I'd have a new job, but it's like this, my career in the fire service is a constant change, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's different every time, every call, every, everything. And so it's like, I think that, that the health and fitness side equally is constantly changing, getting new info. I'm constantly dealing with different people, different personalities. I never know what's going to come at me. So yeah, it's, that's just who I am, you know, no, whatever. That's great. It's all, <laughs> all part of the, you know, what, you know, makes you, you. And yeah. so, you know, embracing that and having that self-reflection. All right. So we'll start to wind this down a little bit. We'll go through the pivot question like I do with all my other guests. <laughs> um, so again, just whatever kind of, you know, pops in there if you want to put more detail into it, you can if you you know just have a one word answer then we'll go on to the next one so there's 10 questions okay um <laughs> first one what is your favorite word my favorite word <laughs> uh <laughs> probably probably the f word is my favorite word because <laughs> you can use it as a noun or an adjective I, or I a... pretty much use it for anything yeah and anybody that knows me is like knows that that's just my word <laughs> yeah so what's your least favorite word then <sighs> my least favorite word is irregardless 
That is, first of all, it's not a word. <laughs> it's in the dictionary, yes, but it's only in the dictionary because some person somewhere, I don't know. Well, I don't even know. It's not a word. It's only like a double negative. It's like, <laughs> does it make sense? Yep. <laughs> so what is a trait that you find most attractive? Uh, humor, for sure. Yeah, always humor. That anybody that can make me laugh is is where it's at. And then what would you find to be the least attractive? Um, judgment. Judgmental kind of that, that shitty always like talking crap about other people is really, that really turns me, turns me off of people. So I guess you kind of already answered this, but let's see if we can have an alternative. What's your favorite curse word? So if not the F word, what's your, what's your second go-to? Um... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure I use shit a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I do. <laughs> so you check like two of like the top five off. Yeah, I think that almost like 90% of my workout videos include, yeah, fuck and shit. <laughs> then people are like, you're swearing. I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch it if you don't want to hear right? it. Right? Don't turn the sound on, guys. Your, your kids are around. <laughs> yeah. So what sound or noise do you love to hear? Oh gosh. Um, I love water. I love water running. That's like my favorite. Like waterfall or kind of like stream? Um, I think both. It's just, I think just water in general is a really calming sound to me. I, I even like the sprinklers. Like I just love the sound of water. So I've always been a water baby though. So, so what sound or noise do you hate then? Like what just drives you nuts or makes you cringe? I cannot stand dogs barking. Like that, that just pisses me off. Like I get so mad as soon as our do dogs start barking. We're actually our dogs right now don't bark. Like they rarely bark, and like the bulldog. Because you scared them, like Ian. I know, right? <laughs> but like the um, the bulldog has like such a weird, like low, like like bark that you can't even hear it. It's comical, and the boxer doesn't bark. But like um, we used to have this American bulldog, and his bark would just like I would, and I hate going on calls where people's dogs are barking. Or beeping. Or beeping. Now, I see, now I remembered the beeping. If I'm on a call and things are beeping, I lose it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one that drives me crazy. Um, so what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? And we'll, we'll loop that in with both your fire career and then your coaching career. So besides those okay. two, what would be something else you would, you grew up thinking I would love mm -hmm. to do? Or do you think that, you know, if someone would pay you to do it tomorrow? That's easy. I would be a professional speaker. I would be a motivational speaker for sure. Like a Tony Robbins type of thing? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's my jam. So on the opposite, what profession, no matter how much someone would pay you, would you not want to do? <laughs> oh, gosh. I know I've thought about this. Um, I could never sit behind a desk, ever. So does any office work in general? Yeah, any, any office work. I just could never, never do it. I've been stuck in light duty doing it, and it almost killed my soul. <laughs> I, I, i'm right there with you like you know factory work something like that where it's just the same repetitive stuff i mean the people who do it i credit you because i just don't have that personality to do it if i yeah. had to sit there and you know watch things go by on a conveyor belt all day long and pick out mm -hmm. for eight hours a day yeah i would yep. no i just can't i know that i've told ian on a number of occasions too that even though i did it like there's no amount of money in this world that could get me to go back to private ambulance like, there's just not like they couldn't entice me with enough. Yep. 
So. Nope, I'd agree with that there. I yeah, remember. right? <laughs> That's where we worked together was on private Amazon. I remember when I went to the jail, they called me on a transport out of town, which is one of the worst parts of that job. Mm-hmm. And they said, when can you start? And I said, tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm on a transport out of town, and they offer me a job. I'm like, I'll, I'll quit right now. Yeah. I'll pull over and jump out. <laughs> And walk. Right? It's so it's so that it's like you hit once you hit your limit, it's just crazy. Yeah, I know. I I loved it so much for so long, and then like stepping out, all of a sudden, it was just kind of like no, like I'll never. You can't. (laughs) So last one, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Good job. (laughs) I think that that's that's all I ever cared about was just that I used my time like it was supposed to be because, you know, so many, so many people, including myself has just taken it for granted. So, and made sure not, I, I want to make sure that I, that I leave things better than, than when they, you know, when I arrived yeah. and that's good. So where can they, if they want to look you up, if they want to find you, if they want to follow you or get into the, you know, get you to coach me that kind of stuff. Where can they find you? What, what do you want to pitch uh, right now? I'm on Instagram at happier fit medic. Um, and then I'm on Facebook at happier fit medic for my like page, or you can friend request me at Margie Bruckner on Facebook. And I'm working on getting, um, my webpage built here shortly. So I'll have this really cool website to go to. It'll be so fun. And I have a graphic designer working on it right now. So that'll be cool. Very cool. Well, I definitely recommend everybody go and check that out. I mean, like, so we've known each other for 13 years. So I've seen both your you know, previous life to the, you know, you're now and you know, your online persona and that kind of stuff. And, you know, your online persona is, it's as real as it's going to get. I mean, you're, you know, very much practice what you preach and portray what, what's on the, you know, it's not that kind of fake curated, you know, that you're, oh, yeah. they see your struggles, they see your successes and that kind of stuff. So definitely go follow Margie at those places. And as always, you can follow us at discussions around your table on Instagram. There's links there to contact me via email or um, through private messaging, as well as follow anywhere as um, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. I'm now on Spotify as well, um, as well as the Podbean app. You guys have a good day. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. You're not representing any organization, current, former employer, agency, community, group, government entity, or individual on present during the recording. The host of discussions around the table and their guests are not subject matter experts on the topics that are discussed unless strictly expressed by the host or the guests. Any information given on this podcast is done so in good faith, if not malicious intent, or intentional misrepresentation. While the host and their guests have taken every precaution to ensure the content is both current and accurate, errors can occur. We make no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this podcast. We should not be held liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information, or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its use. It is the listener's responsibility to verify their own facts and form their own opinions. The listener should consult with a licensed professional familiar with their particular factual situation or advice before making any legal, financial, business, or personal decisions based on the information from this podcast. Any action taken based on the information of this podcast is strictly at your own risk.